37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. Well, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome back to another exciting episode of Pixelated Paranormal. This will be episode 278. My name is Sean. I have an infected hangnail on my middle finger, and with me, as always, is my good friend Preston. Preston, buddy, how are you? What's up, all you crocodiles, crocodingos, skeletors, and skeletons, witchers, and witches, and I don't know. Whatever the fuck else you want to be. I'm probably fucked, man. So I went to that expose and I bought myself a real authentic Lucky's rabbit foot. Now I got to ask you a question. I need to know. Mm-hmm. Like, Does you, this look like a rash? <laughs> no, we're not there yet. That's not what I was going That's not what mm. I was getting ready to say. But, like, you break a mirror, you get seven years bad luck, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You buy a Lucky's rabbit foot, not a fake. I think like buying like a fake rabbit's foot is like knocking on fake wood. Like that shit don't work. It, it needs to be the real deal. Like this okay. even had the little furry authentic rabbit's toenail on it that cut my finger a couple times because I was, you know, messing with it when it was on my ma- <laughs> my man bag. Anyways, I lost it today. Uh-huh. Like it fell off somewhere. So does am I fucked? Am oh, I gonna no. if I'm gonna have am I gonna have bad luck? Or is the asshole that picked it up that's now carrying it with him, is he gonna get bad luck? Like do you, how do you think that works? Man, I think that like on a universal um karmetic standpoint, I think you bought the rabbit's foot. And then you lost it in order for somebody down the line to have found it who's down their luck to be like, holy shit, this is a real rabbit's foot. It must be my lucky day. So, like, your bad break is another person's lucky day. So I think somewhere out in the universe, you know, karma was like, I need this asshole to buy the let rabbit's foot in order to be the vehicle to deliver it to this guy who needs to believe in some kind of, you know, um, placebo luck. Uh, to get fucking out of whatever rut he's in, so I think you're gonna do just fine, buddy. I'm still fuck. I'm still fucking miffed that I lost it. You know. Oh, uh, what can you do, buddy? Well, what what an intro <laughs> we just had, honey. If you're listening to this episode, be prepared to go back to Oklahoma again next year because Daddy needs another Lucky's rabbit foot. Yep. Yeah, those oddity expos are pretty sweet, man. I want to go back to and buy more things that are in jars. <laughs> like, I'm I'm tempted to drop 150 bucks on the fucking preserved cat head in a jar, just so that I can say like, yeah. I know the wife freaks out. She's like, oh my god, that poor little kitty cat. But I'm like, it's not like some dude just went out and like killed a fucking random cat. Like the thing was already roadkill. We hope. It, well, I I'm gonna. I'm going to be the, you know, ray of sunshine here and assume that it was already dead and yeah. I don't have to feel guilty about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, we'd like to hope. Um, I don't know. That stuff's fun. I don't think I'd buy, like, a mammal's body part necessarily. But, you know, bugs and... Um... <laughs> I was kind of miffed myself. There has been a dead possum in my front yard for, I mean, weeks on end and I finally thought, okay, this thing's been sitting in the sun long enough. Part of it's still putrid, but, like, the skull is pretty well, like, dried up. I'm going to take, um, oh, gosh, I forget his name now, but there was a guy who was watching an episode a while back who 
told me how to make the proper like you know cleaning and um, preservation paste out of like peroxide and bleach and water and i'm like i'll probably try to take the skull and and, and do that and then uh, the next morning it was gone the whole entire carcass is just completely gone there's just a spot of dead grass in the front yard mm. well mm. i had my own spot of bad luck because um i had a hangnail on my finger and I pulled it off instead of clipping it. And then yesterday I decided, because our bathtub was draining very, very slowly, so I thought, okay, I'll get some tools and I'll, you know, pop the plug off of there and pull out all the hair and crap. And I don't know what it was. It was two dead squirrels worth of fucking hair and all the buildup and gross bacteria that's, you know, been living on that shit. And I woke up this morning and my middle finger was swollen and the sight of it's bright red and angry. And uh, today at work when I went to pick something heavy up and I squeezed it, I felt like a pop and I had a bunch of pus dripping down it. So here we are. Yeah. Speaking of peroxide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, what can you do? Well, buddy, we got a fun episode tonight and I'm kind of excited, number one, because you wrote this shit. So I got to take the day off. It's solid. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I could have sworn we talked about it before, but I couldn't find it in the uh, the archives, buddy. So I th- so we 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 did not, but it, it's very reminiscent of uh, Stoll, Kansas, because Stoll, Kansas is another Thank one you, of those. Yeah. It's like the fucking tenth pit of hell that they put up. Well, we don't want you vagrants and you fucking hipsters coming into our town, goddammit, looking for demons and the <laughs> devil and fucking ghosts and shit, fucking pissing and shitting everywhere. So what we're going to do is we're going to sanction off about 95% of the town and put up our own fucking wall, chain link fence and whatever, and keep you fuckers out, which is basically <laughs> kind of what happened to like right. Dudley Town. And then uh, there's that other place in Kansas that was total bullshit that we covered that the fifth portal of hell and green toxic gas and zombies and yeah you know yeah allison allisonville stevens i don't fucking know it was all bullshit but this one's not bullshit this one's actual real deal like stole kansas so um centralia is what i was thinking of too that was the city that apparently was like still burning because of the coal mines that caught fire as well yeah i think that's what yeah i think Uh, that's what dudley town was in my head but and then there's that one in oklahoma that that fucking just like it's a coal mining town and like the ground all like got toxic and like holes opened up and mm-hmm. there's like one fucking redneck it's like i ain't fucking moving i don't care if i drink the water and i die <laughs> my daddy grew up here my granddaddy right. grew up here my great great i'm gonna die here motherfucker and it's like whoa yep. dude yep. just fucking take the there. take the government buyout dude move from your trailer dog it's, <laughs> all, it's all good right shit Fuck, buddy, yeah, you can get a double wide for that kind of money. Fuck yeah, that's a fucking living big. <laughs> right. Well, before we get to our main story, we got one news story for you to kind of, you know, uh, cleanse your palate here and get you excited. I think we talked about this story a couple years ago when it first happened, but about two years ago or so, a British rock singer named Brocarde had an announcement to the public that she had met and fallen in love with the ghost of a Victorian soldier named Eduardo. Well, apparently back in 2021, after an argument with a friend caused Brocarde to toss and turn all night in bed, she claimed she was confronted by the ghost of Eduardo, a 35-year-old soldier from the Victorian age who died after falling down a well. Anyway, she claims that she could hear him whisper sweet nothings, and then he wrote a love message on her steamy shower door, and of course, mm-hmm, she fell head over heels for him. 
They even had some semblance of sex, she claims, that she had spine-tingling orgasms. And she asked people just be open-minded and non-judgmental about her paranormal relationship and suggested that others might even want to try it because a lot of times ghosts are just trapped in the afterlife but still have carnal needs for affection, just like humans. Well, you fast forward to 2022. The singer updated the story with the follow-up announcement that she and Eduardo were getting married in Las Vegas, and the guest list would include a number of celebrity ghosts, including Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, Johnny Cash, and Henry VIII. But the couple decided to keep things quiet and got married inside an abandoned chapel in an undisclosed location. Well, dear listeners, it appears that this month, Brocarde announced she changed her mind. After putting up with the constant screaming and possessive and intrusive, deep, dark thoughts that Eduardo had supposedly been putting into her head, she's now looking for someone to perform an exorcism to free her from this, quote, marriage in search of some kind of paranormal divorce. She says within one year of living with her ghost, she had gone to a medium for marriage counseling because Eduardo had gave her deep, dark thoughts and resisted her request to take the relationship more seriously. The last straw, though, came when he began haunting her by screaming like a crying baby and stalking her outside the house. Now she wishes... (laughs) Now she wishes she had taken down the names of the exorcists who were threatening Eduardo because she wants to hire one to perform a paranormal divorce and end her marriage to Eduardo. And if you suspect she might have ulterior motives here, well, you're probably right, because it appears even through this painful time, she's about to release a brand new album chronicling her entire relationship with Eduardo the Ghost. Preston, I don't know. What do you think, buddy? Man, I, I was trying to find... Hold on, give me a second. Maybe I can we can find it here. So this reminds me of uh, this story. I was kind of hoping to... You know, I, I, I didn't want to play off the cuff here like I normally do. Well, I can't find it, so I'm just going to have to... I'm just going to have to make shit up, you know? Like, I only have to be okay. like... <laughs> I only have to be 30% accurate, right? I I think the math is much higher on that. Oh, well. Anyway, so there's this... Uh, I want to cover the topic on the show because I find it fascinating. So there's this English lady that was born right before World War II. And you're, you're probably thinking, what does this have to do with this news story? But give me a minute. I'll get there. No, I trust you. And, uh, you know, the premise is she was climbing up a tree on her fucking English property and she fell off, hit her head. And then all of a sudden, like, she started having visions of, like, being alive in ancient Egypt. And um, Mm -hmm. she was having, like, nightmares of all these soldiers dying over in Germany. And then come to find out Mm -hmm. that, like, when the news got back to the area, like, oh, shit, Jerry did get his leg blown off. Or, you know, Steve did get filled full of holes in her trench. Like, holy crap, how's this little girl? (laughs) Then she found, like, a tribe of gypsies and learned how to be, like, a snake handler, caller, whisperer. Anyway, she goes over to Egypt, Mm -hmm. and she starts getting obsessed with, like, this one pharaoh, and they, she ended up naming her son after him, and so her name, like, they changed it to, like, Rahamamatut, which means, like, you know, son of the pharaoh, whatever, 
And uh, mm. so she kept waking up in the middle of the night, and she was like in her teens, and this this petrified, disgusting, gangly mummy would like try to rip her night clothes off. It was like trying to like get with Ooh. her. And uh, she's like, no, stop. I'm married. I, I can't. And then mm-hmm. a little time goes by. She realizes that in a past life, she was an Egyptian priestess who had an affair with this pharaoh. She got pregnant, broke a bow, killed herself. And then he died years later. And he was like in the underworld looking for her. Couldn't find her. And so then the gods are like, look, this is like a long lost love. We feel sorry for you guys. Uh, Basically, you can steal some of her chi energy and take on a physical form. So now she's like in her 30s. She's divorced. And then every night she's getting fucking railed by this like Egyptian pharaoh ghost, like non-jerky dick. Like she's getting the real fucking rod of steel, but she was getting railed by this ghost every night. And... um, Minus all that crazy bullshit, she would actually go to historical sites and she would discover stuff that was previously unknown and then claim that it was because she had knowledge of it from a past life and nobody could ever figure out how this fucking lady knew so much about ancient, you know, Egyptology and how she would find all these discoveries because... I mean, it was the fucking 30s, so they're like, fuck, fuck, the fucking woman, are you kidding me? Don't let her dig. And then she's like, uh, sorry, guys, right over here. Uh, here is uh, going to be the stone sarcophagus. And they go and they dig and sure as shit. And the whole entire time, she's getting railed by an Egyptian ghost. True story. Sounds like that should be our next late night episode. It's got two <laughs> things we love. Paranormal smut and yeah. mummies. Yeah. <laughs> so... We might just have to cover that one. Uh, sorry, Ramatut. <laughs> it's a it's a little dried up and beef jerky like. Uh, maybe uh, when you learn how to take some uh, you know etherical Viagra and get it up a little bit more, I'll let you stick it in me. Oh, Daddy, Mommy's ready. <laughs> right. Um, I do have to point one thing out about this story real quick. You said it takes place in Pennsylvania. I do believe it takes place in Connecticut. Oh, fuck you, dude. I ran this through fucking chatbot AI and said, look, double check my work and make sure this this is solid show note material. And then it's like, oh, well, how to talk about Cursed Dudley Town, Pennsylvania. Well, to start off, you should label the episode The Curse of Dudley Town. Step number two. And then it gave me all the highlights and, you know, the lows. So... Did you really run it through a chatbot? Fuck yeah, dude. I want to see if this shit's legit. What the fuck? Yeah. I Okay, I don't know what chatbots is, so I assume that chatbot um makes it up for you, but it's more like a uh like a like a grammar teacher, like a, a fact checker. So basically what it does is it's artificial. You know, it's like it's the fucking thing that Rob uses when he was like, you know, uh, tell me a story about, you know, Sean and Preston and Corey and blah, blah, blah. And it writes like a whole mm-hmm. fucking story. So basically you type in like, look, I'm a podcaster. I need you to write show material for me because I'm lazy. Here's the topic. And then it goes through. So when you said, don't worry, daddy's going to cover this episode. Your ass made a fucking robot do your homework. No, 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 no. Hold on. I already prior, I already prior did the homework. Like I've already fucking gone through like 20 million different websites to find all this bullshit. Uh And I was like, fuck, Uh I don't, I don't know about this. And anyways, I'm like, Hey, you know, chatbot AI buddy, 
uh-huh. hook daddy up. And then I'm like, okay, write me a podcast. And it was just like, well, step one, talk about this. Step two, hit these high notes. Step three, hit these low notes. And then I was like, I've already got all that. Like, you're going to have to fucking do better. Why is this place like a fucking cursed ground of hell? Uh, well, blah, 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 blah. So then I took all that and then I'm just like, nope, this is bullshit. This is lame. You're fucking, apparently you have the intelligence of a two-year-old. <laughs> so we're not going to follow this. Uh, oh, I did not know that. Chatbot AI, thank you so much. I'm going to steal that uh-huh. little bit of nugget. And then I said, hey. I wrote this show. Why don't you shine it up? And then you took it. Yes. And we're like, and just added to it. And you're like, uh, well, it was a, <laughs> it was a 1200 page document, seven pages or four pages long word document. Yeah. And, and now it's like 2,700 words, seven pages long. You're welcome. Blah. It's funny. So like you wrote a paper and then you had a chat bot proofread it. And then I proofread that. Um, because as it turns out, I do know the story of Dudley Town, and what, however you wrote this thing, whether you wrote it, a robot wrote it, or both, your facts are all correct, except for, um, I'll correct you on one fact. Let's save it, because that'll be fun. Um, and it's nothing big. It's just somebody's name got a little goofy. Okay. But, um, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I didn't know that. That's a fun surprise for the episode. And, and I thought fucking literally I, bullied a computer into writing this for you. And I thought I thought about it too because there there's a lot of like books uh-huh. that I, I want to uh, cover, but they're all written in like French mm-hmm. or they're all written in German. So wonder if we get <laughs> Google Translate to translate it and then run that through Chatbot uh-huh. AI and be like, look, fucking figure this out, and then be like, stupid, nope, and then we fix that and jazz it up. Like, dude, maybe that's sometimes the way to go. Like, uh, you know. I don't know enough about it to say yay or nay, but you you do what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll just shawn it up in air quotes. And, uh, yeah, I, I checked out and everything checks out. So that's that's really funny. But anyway, uh, first item of business. Here's the reason why I did it was because I'd gone through, like, 20 websites and I wasn't getting anything more than uh-huh. what I've already got. And I'm like, dude, there's got to be uh-huh. more out there. And this is what this program is supposed to do. It's supposed to go through like 20,000 websites at once and pull all the general information. And I'm like, I don't know. Let us let me fact check myself and make sure that this is accurate. And I got like <laughs> two more things than, than what I would have not gotten had I not done it. And I'm like, oh, well, shit. I mean. That's that's pretty funny. I like that. I already have an episode. I just got to, you know, weave in like two things from this fucking moronic AI and, you know. Well, eight words in, it's wrong. This takes place in Dudley Town, Connecticut. <laughs> hey, you win some, you lose some, okay? That's that's all. Why don't you fix that real quick before I pull up the fucking Google Docs, okay? God damn it. No, because it's funny because you put Pennsylvania, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Pennsylvania. And then when I start doing a little, you know, research on it, I'm like, wait, everywhere else says fucking Connecticut. So I watched a little documentary on YouTube, and I'm like, motherfucker, I don't know where he got (laughs) Pennsylvania from. Oh, good stuff. Hey, you know what? That's half the fun of it, buddy. We learned a little bit about ourselves today. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna blame, I'm gonna blame the AI, artificial intelligence on that one because I said, look, this is what I got. Okay, fucking figure this out for me. All right, folks. Anyways, our story tonight takes place in Dudley Town, 
Connecticut. Dudley Town is a small abandoned village in the western part of the great state of Connecticut. Now, originally I had AKA the Keystone State named so because it was the middle colony of the original 13 colonies and also because Pennsylvania has held a major position in the economic, social, and political development of the good old United uh, SA. But unfortunately, that's not true. So in fact, let's just say AKA the Constitution State, AKA the Nutmeg State. Ooh, Nutmeg. Mm. As you were. Yeah. You know, Nutmeg and eggnog and rum. That's like a f uh -huh. that's the fucking ticket right there. That's what you, you do while you're supposed to be doing your homework. You drink fucking eggnog and let the computer do your paperwork. Yeah, yeah. Dudley Town is said to be uh, a uh, to be uh, plagued with a, a curse, and uh, some even go as far as to say it's haunted with uh, legends of strange occurrences and ghostly apparitions dating all the way back to the 18th century. For decades, books were written on New England legends, and uh, they've labeled Dudley Town as everything from Connecticut's favorite ghost town, hold on folks, wait for it, to the village of the damned. Ooh, it's like an Italian horror movie right there. Which is funny. I think I've got an old 1950s copy of the village of the damned. Um, here's a fun fact for you, Presto, when you weren't doing your homework. Um, that's what threw me off is because it says, uh, where is that here? Connecticut's favorite ghost town. And I'm like, why in the fuck yeah. does Connecticut call Dudley Town, Pennsylvania, their favorite ghost town? Um, also, yeah, here we go. Village of the Damned paperback from like 1954. Yeah, look at that. Village of the Damned. Damn. But its residents prefer to call hogwash and poppycock on such nonsensical bullshit and they're fed up with it god damn it the tail spinners and their far-fetched myths they say the legends and the ghost stories have damaged the reputation of their fair town and often lured pesky noisy polluters litter bugs and other undesirables to muck up their little slice of america heaven kind of like sean showing up uh, to explore the ruins of the supposed ghost town <laughs> wearing his uh, crusty toe shoes drinking all organic kombucha maybe cracking open an ice cold you know fucking you know like goza sour cream dreamsicle <laughs> ale bolt you fucking hipster why the fuck do you ruin it for everybody else get the fuck out of here with that you know what Go fucking get a different haircut and shave your beard. <laughs> I fucking learned it from you, Dad. You literally <laughs> brewed kombucha <laughs> at your old house. Yeah. I've bought toe shoes with you buying a pair of toe shoes in the same fucking room at the same time. Man, I got and two pair. I, I got two pair right now. Dog. Ice cold craft beers with you. Yeah. Yeah, I know you do, you fucker. And I do believe I just gave you a can of like some kind of fucking cinnamon spiced ale, and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, hey. Hey, I like to mix tahine vodka with my diet Mountain Dew. Hey, hey, uh, Great Divide Peanut Butter Imperial Stout. That's the drink of tonight. And it's like my third one, so. You know what I'm drinking tonight? Water? I'm trying to be healthy, everybody. <laughs> no, I'm drinking a goddamned American lager, you son of a bitch. Oh, shit. Well, hello, Mr. <laughs> Fancy Pants. To the town folks of Dudley Town, if anything, they assert, Dudley Town is... Nothing more than a simple village that failed. There are no ghosts. There are no goblins. There is no curse. 
This is just a fucking slice of America heaven, and we just want to enjoy it in peace. Get the fuck off my lawn, vagrant. <laughs> well, for decades, there's been the perpetuation of misinformation. Go to Dudley Town, they tell you. It's this real ghostly town, they tell you. But the truth is, Dudley Town's just a big fraud. What was uh, once a community of farmers, millers, and blacksmiths is now a uh, nature preserve. Yeah, dotted with uh, several private homes. I think nature preserve, I think, dude, that's a great way to break in some toe shoes, maybe play some disc golf. You know, get out the binoculars, enjoy nature, look for some ghosts. Anyways, yeah, it's not yet erased, though, uh, are the original community's main arteries. The dark entries in Dudley Town Roads, narrowed by disuse, the carriage trails wind past stone walls with an occasional cellar filled in with decaying leaves and tree branches like fuck yeah dude that's got ghosts written all over it i'm already chubbed up just reading yeah. that like let's go right now dude i got my indiana jones bag <laughs> right I, I got my whip let's let's go you know <laughs> and your toe shoes you got my toe shoes <laughs> see i like this though like the main entry into this place is called the dark entry and you got these you know carriage trails and stone walls so the place really is haunted but just by the ghost of you know what once was and those things that once were but it still kind of you know preserves that old old 18th century feel so i don't know yeah. i like it and uh one townsman in particular an architect by the name of Walter Kilham uh, has lived in Dudley Town since 1938, uh, so I would assume that uh, he was probably a teenager, and now it's like 23. So this fucking guy that's old as fuck, that's probably like in his 90s, is in the same place he's always has been. Uh, back when he built a cabin near the north entrance to uh, Dudley Town Road, the architect who helped design West Point was hiking from New York to Canada when he stopped in the area and decided he would camp out for the night. What a badass, man. He helped build fucking West Point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then he bought 40 acres uh, surrounding the camping spot and has uh, since built 14 structures by his own hands, goddammit. And uh, <laughs> once known as the res- uh, to residents as the Hermit of Dudley Town, Mr. Kilham is often asked by tourists to, the point, to point the way to the nearest ghost. So this guy himself is a fucking ghost. Like, he is what haunts this fucking town. <laughs> you goddamn kids, stay off my fucking lawn. It's that goddamn right, right. poop again. God dang it. <laughs> Called the shit poop. <laughs> I like the idea that Mr. Killam is like the one surviving mortal of Dudley Town, and it's his sole job just to like beat back the ghosts and keep them all at bay, but Dude, that's his curse. He has to live there till he dies. Yeah, he's like a vampire. Dude's like 95 and he's still kicking, and you're just like, dude, how are you not yep. dead? And he's like, it's, stay off my lawn, whippersnapper! <laughs> right. Well, if you're one of those hipsters like me and Preston asking Mr. Killam where's the nearest ghost, he'd holler back, I tell you, if you believe in ghosts, I guess you'll find one, and if you don't, then I guess there ain't gonna be none. I mean, he's not wrong. Yep. Wisdom from the elders right there. If you believe it, you'll find it. If you don't believe it, get <laughs> fucked. So, Dudley Town itself is actually a section of a Cornwall town that was settled in 1738 by a farmer named Thomas Griffiths and is rested on a hilly plateau surrounded by the Bald and Coalfoot Mountains. 
The settlement soon expanded with other families with names like uh, Jones, Patterson, Carter, Tanner, Dibble, and uh, the corn dog himself, uh, Mr. Porter. <laughs> yeah. Mr. What Porter. Do you, what do you got to say about that, Corey? <laughs> because of its abundance of owls, hoots echoed through uh, the strands of the white pines and hemlocks and native chestnuts. And uh, the original settlers uh, nicknamed it Alberry. Who I like that. Who-hoo. That's that's pretty fun. <laughs> well, Preston, this is pretty cool. You set the setting and blah 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 history lessons, blah blah. But you know, close your history book, professor. And why don't you get to the good shit, right? You know, I thought you said something about fucking curses and not just some crotchety old porch decoration. I mean, fuck you, dude, because, uh, like, uh, <laughs> you know, Pink Floyd said, how can you have your meats if you don't have your pudding? Okay, we got to get to the good, you know, we got to get to the history first and set the stage before you, oh. you know, you get to the main course. Fuck, man, just give okay. me a second, all right? Goddamn. Uh-huh. Enough with the foreplay. Anyways, the origins of the curse and legend surrounding Deadly Town, Pennsylvania are not entirely clear. Go fucking figure, right? Some theories uh, suggest that the town was cursed by... Oh, stop it. It's always the Native Americans. Like, those fucking fucking guys. Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. who were displaced by the arrival of Europeans, so they put a fucking curse on the area. Others claim that the curse was placed on the town by a man named Thomas Dudley, who is said to have been a witch or a sorcerer, and that's where I fucking chub Mm -hmm. up. It wasn't until around 1747 when the first Dudley arrived, a certain Abel and Brazili Dudley, veterans from the French and Indian Wars, and then they were later joined by Gideon and Martin and Obadiah. Who the fuck? Who, who the f- fucking people that name their kids? Like, you know, most people are like, you know, Matt, Chris, Tom, John. I mean, they all kind of, you know, they kind of fit. Mm-hmm. And then you got fucking Abel and Gideon Bible names and then like I don't know it was Uncle Jerry uh, Italian let's name this one Brazili Martin fuck that guy <laughs> you know I don't like that kid anyways and then Obad- Obadiah duh yeah classic names from the 1700s folks there you go whether the foursome were brothers <laughs> is unknown but because of their numbers and uh, and 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 industrialness, the Dudleys were able to give their name to the community. And according to legends, which Mr. Killams uh, said were uh, started in the 1920s by local residents, the later demise of the community stemmed from the curse of the Dudley family, whose history followed them from England. Records show that one Edmund Dudley had his head chopped off by uh, Henry VII for annoying members of the court circle. <laughs> so if that's all it takes, you know, for you to get separated from your fucking body, you and I would have been fucked a long time ago, especially because you and your robot annoyed me. It was Henry VIII that actually cut off Edmund's head, not Henry VII, but of course you and your fucking robot companion didn't know that. Also, here's a fun Same. fact for you that your computer left out. Edmund was also beheaded by King Henry VIII because he also claimed he had committed treason above just being an annoying pain in the dick. Eh, well, Edmund's son was also a pain in the dick. Uh, John, the Duke of <laughs> Northumberland, plotted to overthrow Edward by marrying his son, Lord Guthrie Dudley, to Lady Jane Grey. 
And uh, after mm-hmm. the king's death, she became queen for a short time. And as oftentimes these things tend to go tits up, their plot failed. And as a result, Lady Jane and both the Dudleys were decapitated. There you fucking go. Now we got a family, a whole fucking bunch of this family missing their heads. <laughs> In the meantime, Lord Gufford Dudley's brother, a military officer, returned to England from France, infected with the plague. What the fuck, dude? If you know you're infected with the plague, like, do yourself a favor and go in a fucking shack in the woods and get away from society. No, not this asshole. He fucking was, like, got pus all (laughs) over the face, pus coming out of his dick. He's coughing up blood. Goes back to his whole fucking platoon, a whole village. Kills basically thousands of people. I'm thinking, like, bad karma is basically just following this family around. Maybe thousands of English citizens were killed by this asshole because, uh, you know, he just wasn't smart. <coughs> it's, it's, it's just uh, seasonal allergies, guys. Don't mind the pus coming out of my eyeballs. It's fine. Don't, You're right. Don't worry. Don't worry <laughs> about it. I'm not a leper. This is hay fever. Yeah. Another of Guilford Brothers, the, the Earl of... Leicester said to be the favorite of Elizabeth I. Later left England for unexplained reasons, probably because he was fucking her and, you know, they had an affair and he had to get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, he saw what happened to fucking Edmund, yeah. Yeah, you know, his descendant William Dudley was the first to come to Connecticut, settling settling in Gulliford. Three of his descendants moved to Cornwall in the middle of the 1700s and uh, many of the original settlers moved away by the early 20th century. And then the town was completely abandoned. I like to picture Mr. Killham uh, like Crazy Ralph from Friday the 13th just screaming, It's got a death curse! Because I'm telling he you He lost her head, she lost her head, he lost her head, they're all fucking losing <laughs> their heads around here! <laughs> right, right. Don't stay the night, Sonny. Get the fuck off my porch. <laughs> it's the bloody, bloody curse, I tells you. Legends of uh, Dudley Town's curse and hauntings may have arisen from the fact that it was a uh, remote and isolated community that was difficult to reach and had a small population, a.k.a. it was a shithole. That mixed with the notoriously eerie atmosphere and abandoned buildings and poor soil conditions may have contributed to the perception that the town was cursed or even haunted. Another theory suggests that uh, the curse and the hauntings are linked to mental health Issues and that the Dudley family, because it turns out some of the members were uh, diagnosed with uh, hereditary mental illness. Mm. Uh, it's also worth mentioning here that during the times of Dudley Town's founding, the term witch was used in a different way than it is today. That's right. You don't have to be eccentric and, uh, you know, light incense and dance around a fire naked. Uh, in the past, a witch was considered to be someone who had supernatural powers, whether they were benevolent or malevolent. But the term was also described, used to describe individuals who were perceived as being a little different or outside of the norm in some way. A lot like my brother Jason. He's an <laughs> He's odd duckling. He's an odd duckling, I'm just saying. Well, it's kind of like the word geek. You know, originally the word geek was defined um, as somebody who worked in a carnival who'd eat, like, you know, insects and rodents that were alive still, um, you know, just to be on the, uh, on the carnival floor. The word geek, you know, went on to refer to people who obsessively studied or avoided going out in large groups. And now it's all the rage to be a geek because geek is synonymous with the word nerd, is in nerd culture. So, I mean, we take these words and we just twist their meanings. But, yeah, I like the old idea of a geek just, you know, chewing the head off of a live rat, rocking back and forth just for a couple of nickels. 
Like Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off a bat. <sighs> yep. Yeah. It's uh, possible that the uh, legend of Thomas Dudley being a witch is a result of the isolated and remote nature of Dudleytown. And in fact, that it was founded by a single family, the Dudleys. People living in the nearby towns may have been intrigued by the strange occurrences happening in the area and attributed them to the Dudleys' uh, the Dudley family and their supposed supernatural powers. So it's a lot like the Daniel, uh, it's a lot like Daniel Leeds and the Leeds family in the history of the Jersey Devil. It's just some kind of weird family that lives off in the woods, so let's just fucking blame everything on them. Yeah, they're probably out there fucking goats and decapitating chickens and God knows what else. Summoning <laughs> Satan, motherfuckers. Like a, Not in our fucking like town. Like a bunch of geeks. This is a goddamn colonial USA. We just fuck yeah, celebrate the 4th of July, get the fuck out of here with your goat fucking. Let me crack open the Sam Adams 1770 ale. America. Revolution, baby. (laughs) Anyways. Right. In its earlier years, the close-knit community was inhabited mostly by farmers who grew flax, wheat, and corn. Overall, Mm. the village remained dependent of Cornwall for a variety of other services. Dudleytown residents attended the Congressional Church in Cornwall Plain and used its cemetery to bury their dead. Dozens of legends recall the tragedies that befell Dudleytown. One of the first tales of the untimely death of Grishone Hollister in 1792. (laughs) Whatever, who gives a fuck? We're not known pronouncing things right, dude. We're just going to roll with it. In okay. uh, some, some accounts, this guy died by falling off a uncompleted scaffolding during a barn raising. Apparently, didn't have the homage to teach him how to do it right. And in others, mm-hmm. he was murdered in the home of William Tanner, a neighbor to Abel Dudley, who was said to have died a, a demented pauper. So, yeah, allegedly after Tanner killed old Gershon... He went stark raving mad about how he had the ability now to talk to animals. And oftentimes, late at night, he'd be visited by demons. Ugh. A.K.A. hereditary mental illness. <laughs> yeah. Or was it? I don't know. <gasps> yeah. It's got a death curse. Uh, other famous victims of Dudleytown's curse include Nathaniel Carter's uh, family, who moved in Dudleytown around 1759. And they mm-hmm. lived in the house uh, once owned by Abel Dudley. Four years later, the family moved to Binghamton, New York, and uh, built a log cabin. Apparently, the curse followed them, and, and in 1764, why Nathaniel Carter was away from home, a band of hostile... It's the Indians again. Come on, give these guys a break. Mm-hmm. They They yeah. invaded the homestead and massacred the wife and children and fucking scalped some people and buried everybody in the front yard. Whatever. Fuck's sake. I don't know that that's a curse. That's just, you know, shitty luck. If indeed it was natives that took him, you know, I don't know. I feel like they kind of got the brunt end as always, and we just had to have a bad guy to blame everything on. So what happened to you? Did you fall down the stairs and bump your head? No, uh, it was Native Americans. It was Indians. They did it. Oh. They came and scalped me, but they only got one little spot right here. God damn it, the knife was dull. <laughs> God, I don't know what the fuck to do. They're trying to get my buffalo, Jerry. One of the more famous legends tells how Mary Cheney Greenlee, the wife of Horace Greenlee, 
hanged herself a week before her husband lost the bid for presidency in 1872. Wah, wah. Another recalls how the Revolutionary War hero General Herman Swift lost his mind after his third wife was struck by lightning. Jesus. Another story about the settlement has spread and uh, folklore say residents began to leave. And by the 1900s, Dudley Town had been abandoned. Then, in 1924, Dr. William Clark, a cancer specialist from New York... I mean, we all know uh, how that that goes because that fucking uh, what's that hotel that we stayed in in uh, the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs. That's what I thought of. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking cancer. Uh, uh, Here's the thing, guys. I'm a cancer specialist. I got uh, the cure of cancer in a jar. It's uh, basically vinegar, arsenic, and it's probably gonna fucking kill you anyways. I don't know. Just fucking drink it. Pay me five hundred dollars. You know. (laughs) What do you got to lose? (laughs) Yeah. What do you got to lose? Like when I tried your first kombucha. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, this fucker bought a thousand acres on the Bald Mountain, which part of it contained Dudley Town. According to David uh-huh. E. Phillips, a folklorist and author of Legendary Connecticut, Dr. Clark and his wife lived peacefully in Dudley Town until one summer when he was called away to New York on business. He returned home 36 hours later. His wife was nowhere to be found. Mr. Phillips wrote about it in this way. But as he pushed open the front door, which had been left swinging ajar, he heard a sound that he would never forget. From upstairs' room came the maniacal, uncontrolled laughter of one who had taken leave of her senses. During his absence, his wife had gone quite mad. Did he think it's like something in the water? Anyways, folklorists attribute Dudley Town's demise solely to the curse of the Dudley family. But for residents like John and Jean Leish, who have uh, lived in the Bald Mountains for 36 years, the community failed because of poor farming conditions and lack of financial opportunities. The Leeches added that the real curse of Dudley Town are the legends themselves. Your fucking bullshit stories. Get out of here with ghosts and goblins and witches and <laughs> yeah. fuck that Take fairy your tale. shoes and get the fuck out. Yeah, with your fucking toe shoes. Get out of here. And uh, you know all that bullshit has attracted everyone from witchcraft societies to motorcyclists who tear up the highway and throw beer cans along the way. Somebody's a little fucking salty, I think. I guess so. Holy shit. They come roaring up here expecting there to be toilet facilities and concession stands. What they don't realize is there's absolutely nothing to be seen. During the day, you fucking hillbilly. But at night, that's when the shit happens, right? (laughs) Anybody who grew up in the 90s who played Castlevania II Simon's Curse know that the shit gets real when the sun (laughs) goes down. How about that? Catch me outside, hillbilly. Anyway, correct you, Simon's Quest. But anyway, what I say, Simon's Curse, Curse, yeah. <laughs> all this talk, Curse, Curse, Quest. You know, it's all relevant. Yeah. Anyways, Mister Killam said that uh, he's had tour buses invade his properties. In one instant, a tour group led by a guide stood on his property to see if they could feel any vibrations. Other times, he's had uh, to tow out cars belonging to drivers who got stuck on the carriage trails. 
Though uh, the Cornwall Historical Society still stocks maps of Dudley Town that show where certain families lived, as well as a book written in 1966 documenting its history, it does not encourage ghost seekers. The True Facts of Dudley Town, written by Harriet Clark, a resident of Cornwall whose ancestors lived in the cursed city. The booklet pieces together the history of the community that simply prospered and then died of natural causes. Miss Clark, a former president of the Historical Society who's now in her 90s, concludes the book with a plea to the tourist. Today's owners and taxpayers of Dudley Town are professional people who live there for privacy and seclusion. They do not welcome tourists or those seeking tales of chilling or wild experiences. Please, do not come. There are no ghosts, no spirits, and no curse. Maybe it's because you're not a believer. How about that? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, Presto, old buddy, there seems to be a little discrepancy here, because the tale of Dudley Town, even though many historians and townsfolk argue that there aren't any real ghosts or hauntings in the area, it seems as though, buddy old pal, there's another famous ghost-hunting couple that claims that there are. See, back in 1926, when Edward C. Starr published his history of Cornwall, for some reason, he included two pages of fiction about Dudley Town and the residents. Well, Starr's book didn't get much uh, attention for about the first 50 years of its life sitting there on bookshelves until the early 1970s when a certain infamous Connecticut couple, Ed and Lorraine Warren, caught wind of the tale of Dudley Town, a.k.a. Village of the Damned, and so yet again they stick their noses in this business. And now for people of the paranormally uneducated, this famous power couple is the self-proclaimed demonologist duo that had, of course, famously investigated Amityville for its hauntings, and they kept an occult museum in the back of their Monroe home and wrote books like Satan's Harvest, Werewolf and Ghost Hunters, True Stories from the World's Most Famous Demonologists. Uh, I do have ghost hunters, I just want to say that. <laughs> as much shit as I talk, I still have the book. But Ed Lorraine would go on to videotape a Halloween special from Dudley Town, where they declared it demonically possessed. And Ed Warren even stated that Dudley Town was controlled by something very terrifying. But skeptics, however, investigated their claims of demons and hauntings, and they all concluded that this was just a bunch of bullshit. But that didn't stop their investigation of Dudley Town from opening up the floodgates to a ton of annoying tourists. So much so that eventually, the Dark Entry Forest Association, which I thought was a band of fucking warlocks, it turns out again it references the Dark Entry, which is just the front part of this town. They finally had enough of the tourist bullshit. Beer cans, toe shoes, partyings, and pulling out people out of their cars out of the mud. So they finally closed off most of the area to the public. Back in 2011, police arrested eight filmmakers who strayed off the public roads on the private property, trying to make a documentary. So now, stories about Dudley Town come with a warning. It's so creepy, they might not want to let you in. Also, uh, you know, the, the legends of Dudley Town after Blair Witch came out? Uh-huh. The... The, the, the writers of Blair Witch never associated 
with anything with Dudley Town, but the similarities are so close that all the, oh, the fans of the movie fucking flocked to that area and made things worse. And they're like, God damn it, this ain't the r- real Blair Witch. This is just a fucking abandoned town with the 12 people trying to live peacefully out in the forest. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah, didn't that movie have a lot to do with like the Bell Witch and stuff like that as well? Yeah. I mean, it took inspiration from a lot of different sources, but yeah. It, oh, yeah. yeah, man. So, well, Presto, I don't care what they say about you and your robot writing companion. I really enjoyed that story. I know. I I thought it was solid. You know, <laughs> but really, the only thing, it was. the only thing, uh, the the robot added was, you know, Pennsylvania, which was incorrect, <laughs> right? And then right. and King uh, Henry the Seventh. That was the part. Yeah, that that, uh, that, that was it. Everything you know, everything else checked. I. Everything else, uh, it confirmed that I had accurate, um, yeah. you know, try to give me some pointers that I didn't listen to. I'm like, dude, I'm not fucking not paying you to give me pointers. Like, look, I just need you to find extra information so I don't have to spend another <laughs> fucking two hours on my phone trying to figure this shit out. Like, I get bored right. after a while, dog. No, you did so. good, man. I think that, that turned out pretty well. I really do like the idea that... Um, I had said for a while now we should have a computer AI write us an episode, and you fucking just snuck it right in on me. Yeah. And yeah, didn't tell never... me until the fucking episode starts rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Snuck her there in there, go. motherfucker. Yeah. After seven years of going steady, you still got surprises, baby. <laughs> That's right. That's how you keep the romance strong, buddy. That's how you keep the That's romance it, man. strong. Yeah, dude. We're coming up on our seventh year. We got like about uh, two or three more weeks until we hit our seven years, pal. Ooh, man. Mm-hmm. Seven-year itch. Yeah. You know, here's the seven more. Fuck, we've already done seven. Why not yeah. seven more? Why not 20 Fuck more? yeah, now the computers write our episodes. we got plenty more time. Fuck yeah, <laughs> we could be like Mr. <laughs> Kilman himself. God damn it, you fucking youngsters right. and your fucking piece of shit. God, 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 God. Hold on, computer, <laughs> write me a podcast. I can't read the books anymore. <laughs> right, right. Oh, good stuff. Well, folks, I think that just about does it for this week's episode. We want to thank everybody for listening and for watching live with us. If you're on Instagram, please give us a follow at PXL Paranormal. If you're on Facebook, we are the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Give us a follow. Shoot us some messages. I'd like to also remind everybody, seven years is coming up quick. So, I mean, sure would love to throw on a couple listener stories. So, we're going to start requesting those, doing a little call to action. So, if you have your own paranormal stories you want to share with us, shoot us an email, pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Or, Ken, I'm talking to you, buddy. Send us a voicemail, 913-662-3144. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us something spooky. If it's offensive, we won't air it. So I just want to give everybody (laughs) that warning. (laughs) If it's offensive, don't worry. I'll do it myself. We don't need the help from you people to be offensive. I I got this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Preston will, uh, yeah, he'll do that his own damn self. (laughs) Yeah, hit us up. Preston, what do you got on YouTube, baby? We're up to like 255, so we've gained like two, Keen. three. Fuck I don't know where we're at, like what that, I said yeah. we were at last time. But, hey, dude, the numbers keep growing, so thank you. If uh, you're watching this live for the first time or you're re-watching it you know, two days later and you notice at the mm-hmm. bottom right-hand corner of the screen there's that green splurt 
you know, jizz color looking thing that says like and subscribe. I mean, it's a soft suggestion. It's not there for shits and giggles. Literally, you know, hit the like button, subscribe, <laughs> share with your friends, help us grow this show. Well, I mean, we're not getting paid and we don't want to get paid, but really we just like to get this content out to more people. So, uh, cause, yeah, uh, we, yeah. we love the unusual and the strange and we want you to love the unusual and the strange. So fucking share it with all your friends, yeah. dorks. God damn you geeks and you nerds, you witchers and witches and sorcerers and <laughs> fuck, just go do your fucking job. Share the show. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. And we want you guys to quit fucking crying about beer cans. Just fucking pour it in a glass and drink it. Get over it. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Yeah. Fuck it. And if that fucking offends you that bad, drink craft beer, man. Like that's a, that's the thing I don't get. Like I drink craft beer, and I swear to God, half of the shit that they put on those cans, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I feel like there's some story that I'm oblivious to that would make my life better if I could just figure out what the fucking symbols mean. And here you're fucking bitching about fucking Bud Light. Fucking drink a better beer. Like who fucking gives you yeah, what the fuck Bud Light go. puts on their fucking can? There you go. As you know, an act of defiance and boycotting them, don't throw away what's in your fridge. Give it to somebody who will drink it. And instead, spend your money on something like a fucking avocado toast goza. See what that does for you. Ooh. God, call me Mr. Mm-hmm. Fancy Pants right now. Oh. <laughs> that sounds fucking horrible. Avocado toast goza. My toes just curled at that. Yeah. Mine just fucking fell off. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Dobbs. That's where we're at. Look, need yeah. a beard, want a beard. First ready if you want to grow a beard that's going to take away from the fact that you're wearing fucking toe shoes and you are a hipster, I mean, maybe Dobbs, maybe not Dobbs. I don't know. I mean, it might help. It helps me. People don't realize that I have toe shoes on. They don't re- realize that I have hippie beads. They don't realize that I'm a loving, <laughs> free, spiritual being that, uh, you know, is fucking like Buddha, really. I'm like modern-day Buddha. So, why? Because I got fucking Dobbs mm. in my beard. I w- fucking walked into Quick, Quick Trip the other day, and I had, like, Bay Rum just fucking ladder. It's like, oh, it's all over this thing. This thing was, like, glowing, mm-hmm. oily, soft. And this guy looked at me and goes, dude, you fucking smell amazing. And I'm like, Big Dobbs, beardbomb.com, promo code PXLPARA for 20% <laughs> off your dog. I'm just telling you I'm going to give you a, I'm just going to give you a freebie right now. Uh, you look there like you, you could use a lot of help and Dobbs is, Dobbs is it for you. I mean, look what it did for me. I'm just saying. So uh-huh. get it all, get it at Dobbs. <laughs> and if you're in the Wichita area, please stop by see our dear friend Leslie and the rest of the gang at CD Trade Post, Pawnee and Seneca. All right. Well, I just took the last sip of my drink, but I will still raise this glass to all you fine folks out there and say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it. And stay spooky, and stay on the Paranormal Highway. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the Paranormal Highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.